Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host Brandy and on this show we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show we're going to cover AEW Dynamite from 428. So let's get into the action shall we? Alright, I talked to you guys about AEW. For those of you who have never seen AEW, it's on TNT. It's on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. Please, guys, I will not say this, and I will probably say it a dozen times, even though I'm not going to say it too many times, but I'm going to say it as many times as I can. Go watch AEW. I'm telling you, it's incredible. It is a fantastic show to watch. These guys are, I mean, it, it, it's classic. It's classic wrestling at its finest. So please, guys, if I can't say it once, if I can't say it twice, I'm going to say it a dozen times. I'll, I, I'll sky ride it in the sky. Watch A-E-W Dynamite on TNT. It is incredible. I promise you won't be disappointed. I promise. With that being said, let's get to the action. The first match of the night, Adam Page versus Brian Cage. I love Hangman Page. I do. I loved him when he was in the Elite. I loved him when he was tag teamed with Kenny. And I love him as a singles competitor. I really love him with the Dark Order. I really do this. This storyline with the Dark Order is incredible. So I'm enjoying it. I really am. With that being said, also talking about Brian Cage. I'm kind of on the fence with Cage. I'm not quite sure. I, mean, I know of his reputation and impact. I know how he was an impact. Dominant force, but... <clears throat> He climbed the AEW ladder a little faster than he should have. And I'm not saying that he's not good. Cage is. He's good. Team Taz, fantastic. But is he Adam Page good? My opinion, no. My opinion, no, 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 no. This match, I wasn't sure. I was uncertain as to whether it would be, you know, a decent match. You know, whether Hook or one of them would get involved. I wasn't sure. I got pleasantly surprised that really nobody really got involved. It was a fair fight between the two of them. Okay, you know, Brian Cage didn't try to cheat. Taz didn't try to cheat, cheat. Shout out to you boys for, you know, playing fair for once. But, of course, I wasn't happy with the ending. This, to me, was a squash match. It was not what I was hoping it would be. It was not a knockdown, drag-out fight between, you know, Page and Cage. It, it wasn't. It was a squash match. That's just how I'm going to slice it. You may disagree. And like I said, if you do, you know where my social media is. Give me a shout out. Tell me what you think. In my opinion, it was a squash match. It wasn't fair to Paige. In my opinion, Paige, you know, that's not how Paige fights in a match. That's not the Adam Page that I know. And I was not happy with it. Of course, those of you don't haven't figured it out by now. Brian Cage did defeat Hangman Adam Page. And I wasn't happy with it. I was not happy with it at all. Not impressed. Not happy. That being said, shout out to Cage. Nice job, but I think you're being pushed a little too hard to, you know, you're elevating too fast in the, you know, in AEW, and I don't like it. You had a shot at the title. You couldn't beat John Moxley. I don't know why they would want to, you know, even push you because I know dang well you ain't going to beat Kenny Omega. So you just pack that up in history. Don't get it through your thick head that you're going to because you won't. There's just no way. 
you're good, but she ain't Omega good. So, I don't know where they're going with this. But I wasn't happy with the match. Not impressed with it at all. Moving on. Now, we've talked about the Bucks. I talked about them last week. And I'm going to keep talking about them till I finally get my point across. GQ boys. You look like you walked out of a model agency magazine. You what in the world are you thinking? What are you thinking? No, 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 no. Don, mm -mm, not happy with Don Callis. Not happy with him at all. He has turned, you know, the Bucks and Kenny and the Good Brothers into some kind of sideshow project that I don't like. You're riding on their fame. I don't like that either. I have a big problem with that. I'm not saying Don Callis isn't good. He is, but no, sorry. You're just you're you're riding on Kenny's coattails, and you're dragging the Bucks and the Good Brothers. You're even mistreating Brandon Cutler, which bugs me because Cutler is good. He's not some little thing you can just throw around. He's not some little thing that you can just push around. Not to mention Michael Nakazawa. What are you doing with him? He he's. From New Japan. What is going on? What is wrong with you? I, I, I'm trying to figure this out. It boggles the mind. I'm confused. But of course. The limo promo. Kind of funny. Especially when. The horn gets honked accidentally by Michael Nakazawa. They turn around and they're thinking. Oh no. Moxley and Kingston are after us again. They're going to ram us. Really Kenny. You're not scared. You jumped when the horn honked. You were about to jump out the damn, the damn limo window. You were so freaked out. You're scared of Moxley and Kingston. Come on. Really? Little old Moxley and Kingston? You're looking over your shoulder. You're looking over your back. You, you mean, you're scared to death. Don't even give me that. You're not afraid of Bucks and brother, Good Brothers. You're scared too. You are so scared. You are it's not even funny. You're jumpy little children afraid that, you know, the boogeyman's going to get you. The monster's going to come crawling out from underneath the bed or out of the closet and he's got you. I love how y'all are doing this. I love that they're doing this to, you know, the elite. I love it. It's hilarious. And Dawn, you're just as scared. Get a kick out of it. It's fun to watch. I love it. And we move on to the Bucks versus Mike Seidel and Matt Seidel. I love Matt and I love Mike. I am going to tell you guys, and you guys are going to hear this straight from me. Matt Seidel is one of my favorites. I love Matt Seidel. I've loved him since he showed up. I think he's an incredible talent. I think he's an incredible asset to AEW. I think he's a fantastic wrestler. He's a fantastic person. I love him. With that being said, I also like Mike, Mike Seidel, his brother. Mike, fantastic human being, fantastic person, great wrestler. They're a good tag team. That also being said, the Bucks are also good when they're not playing like they're GQ models. When they're not playing into Don Callis' little games. The Bucks are good. They don't need all this glitz and glamour and fancy clothes and diamond watches and all this stuff to prove they're good. They've proven it without a shadow of a doubt. They've proved it in every company they've ever been in that they're good. That they are good. They don't need all this fancy gimmicks and fancy get-ups to make themselves look good. They already know they are. Classic tag team match. 
classic tag team match. Matt Seidel, Mike Seidel, y'all did a fantastic job. I was impressed with you boys. From I've been impressed with you boys from the beginning. And I'm going to say I'm impressed with you now. I have very much respect for you two. I really enjoy watching you two work together as a team. I also like watching you two work together in singles competition. I love it. I absolutely love you guys. Seidel Brothers, if you haven't seen them, go watch them. Look at them both singles-wise and tag team. You will be impressed. I promise they will shock you. Not impressed with the way this match went. I was happy that there was not, you know, not what I was expecting. You know, a lot more cheating than, you know, I thought there would be. I wasn't happy with the way the Bucks won. I wasn't happy with the way it went down. I just, it's not the Bucks to me. This is Don Callis' little stooges doing what they do best. You know, robots, let's do this. Let's do what Don tells us to do. Come on. Come on, Bucks. What are you doing? You're killing me. You, you're, you're destroying my views of you and my opinions of you. You're really disappointing me. What I was impressed with is what happened afterwards. My other favorite tag team, and I will tell you guys this right now, they are the hottest tag team in AEW right now. And they are the number one contenders in the ranking system for the belts. And I'm talking about Christopher Daniels, SCU. I'm talking about those two. SCU dominating tag team. I love them. Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, shout out to you guys. Y'all are incredible. I love you. They come out on the Bucks. They had this thing. They were losing in the tag team division. They were really struggling. And I was really concerned about what was going to happen with those two. Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels made a deal. That if they ever lost another tag match. Ever lost again in a tag team competition. They would end SCU forever. Forever. They would never tag up together again. They've not lost a match yet. They have managed to get it together, dominate the tag team division, and show everybody what SCU is all about. I love this. I love their attitude. I love their determination. I love everything about them. And then basically coming out to the Bucks and basically telling them, we want a shot at the titles. We are the number one contenders. Wherever you go, we're going to be there. You look over your shoulder, there will be. In the locker room, there will be. On your tour bus, there will be. On your private jet, there will be. Wherever you go, SCU is going to be right there. Be prepared because those titles we want. I'm happy with this match because Frankie Kazarian was one of the members, one of the very first, and the only very first, tag team champ. He shared it with Scorpio Sky. I love this. To see Frankie Kazarian possibly become a two-time AEW tag team champ, I'm all for it. I'm excited. To see Christopher Daniels get it for the first time, I'm excited. SEU was dominating in ROH. They were dominating in New Japan. They are dominating in AEW. Go look at them, guys. Go check them out. They are good. They are going to be a great competitor against the Bucks. 
They are going to give the Bucks a run for their money. They are going, if they don't get these tag team titles, I'm going to be shocked. I'm going to be shocked and I'm going to be saddened to see this tag team be split up. I really am because there's nothing like SCU. Nothing like them. In, the, in any division, there is nothing like them. They are just so good. And we move on to Penta Cerro Miedo. He's facing Orange Cassidy. I've told you guys what I thought about Orange Cassidy. Ah, my boy, my boy, my boy. I love Orange Cassidy. The king of, as we would call it, sloth style. Because Cassidy is so laid back and so chill. This boy, you don't know what he's thinking. He walks out with sunglasses on. You can't read him. You don't know what he's going to do. Hands in his pockets. He'll kick your foot. Kick this foot. You're not quite sure what he's going to do. And then he, bam, he drops you. You don't see it coming. Orange punch. He will drop you. This guy. He is so good, guys. If you've not seen him, go look at him. He is so good. He defeated Chris Jericho. We're talking about Jericho here. Orange Cassidy beat him. This is how good Orange Cassidy is. He is getting credit where credit is due. Now he gets to face Sedomio Penta. Ah, oh, Penta, Penta, Penta. Another good luchador from Lucha Underground. Fantastic. The only problem I have with Penta right now He's great as a tag team. When he's with Ray Phoenix, love it. Great tag team. Perfect. Lucha Bros, great tag team. Death Triangle, great team. Great team. The problem I have with Penta is he seems to be hanging around Alex Marzez. Those of you who don't know who Alex Marzez is, he is one of the AEW commentaries. He talks in the back. You know, he's, he's He does interviews, stuff like that. He's and a fantastic you know, backstage presence. He's fantastic. My problem with Alex Marzez is, is he seems to be, like MVP, no offense, riding Penta's coattails. Penta doesn't need Alex Marzez. Penta doesn't need him at all. But yet here we are with Alex Marzez trying to steal Penta's thunder and make himself look good by getting involved in matches he doesn't need to be involved in. But here he is out here with Penta versus Orange Cassidy. Of course, Trent was out there too. Trent came out just to make sure. Fair fight. Shout out to Trent. Shout out. I'm glad you're out there. Trent, of course, is from Best Friends. Orange Cassidy's from Best Friends. I like it. This match was good. The part that I had a problem with is the typical heel thing that heels do. You would expect for them to, you know, use some kind of weapon. No, Alex Marzez puts himself right back in the middle of another one of Penta's matches. This is a downfall for Penta because you don't need to be getting involved in something you know nothing about. And of all things, to call Trent out and say that his mom was stupid. Are you dumb? Are you are you crazy? Trent puts him down. Puts him down. There is yeah, that I love. That to me, fantastic. Trent took him out. Took him out. Orange Cassidy wins this one. Because Alex tried to cheat and throw a microphone to Ceramiero Penta. It backfired. And instead, when the ref was turned, paying attention to what was going on with Alex Marzez and Trent, he did not see Orange Cassidy grab that mic and Orange punch him with set mic, causing Penta to lose. So in truth, 
the cheat backfired on the cheater and Alex Marzez yet again has cost Penta another match. I'm curious to see where they're going to go with this. I'm curious to see where TK is going to go with this. Because right now, Alex Marzez is making Penta look bad. And I feel sorry for Penta. I really do. Penta is good. He doesn't deserve what he's getting. He really doesn't. And I'm interested to see where this is going to go. Is he going to be mad because Alex Marzez has cost him another match, especially to Orange Cassidy? Who knows? We'll see. Britt Baker. Ah, number one contender, Britt Baker. Gotta love Britt Baker. I love her very much. I will tell you guys right now, this girl is fantastic. She is so good. She's just, oh, you would have to go see her. Go check her out on social media. Britt, baby girl, fire. You are spitfire. Her promo, one of the best promos ever. This girl can cut a promo. When she calls out Sheeta, she calls out Sheeta. She makes sure you know where she stands. And I love her little ending with Tony Schiavone with her Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker, D-M-D. Love it. Love it, girl. Love that promo. Fantastic promo. Props, girl. Props. I'd love to see you with that AEW Women's title. I really would. I'd love to see where you're going to go with it. Do I think you might beat Sheeta? Don't know. Do I think that you have the capability given if it's a fair fight? Yes. Do I think you will? Don't know. My opinion? Uh-uh. Ain't gonna get past Sheeta. But then again, what do I know? You're good. She's good. I'm kind of excited to see where this is gonna go. Interesting. Interesting. Now we get to my favorite part of the night. The night I was waiting for. I've talked to you guys about these teams for a while. We talked about them last week. We talked about them the week before. For those of you who are just now joining us and may have not seen AEW or may just have started watching it, I'm talking about the Pentacle and the Inner Circle. Ah, yes. MJF. Good old MJF. And my favorite, Chris Jericho. I have told you guys in the last few podcasts where I stand with these teams. My favorite is the Inner Circle. I've introduced you to them. If you're not sure... Who they are, go look at them up. Go look both of them up, both teams. To me, the inner circle is the more dominating team. They've dominated, I mean, they've dominated AEW since AEW started. I really don't see any other way of saying other than Chris Jericho is just fantastic. He is a god. I love him. He definitely is the goat. Love him to death. Love when he comes out and the fans sing. He loves that. I love it. It's you know it's incredible to watch. Their parlay. Their parlay was going to be the most interesting thing because I wasn't quite sure would we see a fight between these two teams. Would Jericho take a swing at MJF? Would MJF make some caddy call? Oh yeah, these were. This was an interesting back and forth battle between the two between the two teams. Interesting because of course. Sean Spears starting out making his little catty little comments, especially to Sammy Guevara. Have you lost your mind? The Spanish God, have you lost your mind? You've hit your head one too many times, basically challenging Sammy. Have you? You're crazy. Sammy, right back at him. Shout out to Sammy. Sammy gave him a run for his money, put him in his place. Love it. Love it. Then, of course, we have Santana and Ortiz. 
and FTR. FTR, how dare you disrespect Santana and Ortiz? They've been in this business a lot longer than you have. They've won a lot more matches. They've held a lot more titles. How dare you disrespect Santana and Ortiz? With that being said, <laughs> props out to Santana and Ortiz for putting the rookies in their place. And that's exactly what I'm calling you, FDR, rookies. Because you are going against a tag team that will do anything, anything to win. A tag team that is so brutal in the division, you don't know what you're up against. You're playing with fire and you're about to get burned. And I mean burned bad. Very bad. Don't even. Then we have, of course, MJF. Hi, MJF. You can cut a promo, boy, can't you? You can cut a promo like there's nobody's business. And believe me, guys, if you hadn't seen it, go look it up. He cuts a promo. He is he is the next Chris Jericho. I'm sorry. He just is. MJ, fire. He is on fire. He thinks he's better than you, and you know it. Me, personally? Uh -uh. You're not better than me. You're not better than anybody. You're definitely not better than Chris Jericho. So I don't know where you're thinking you're going to get this. But he seems to think his team has got, got the win. He thinks his team of blood and guts is going to beat the inner circle. Mm-mm. Not going to happen. Jericho. Best promo ever. Loved it. He made MJ feel like a tiny little ant when he was done. Tiny, measly little molecule stuck in a cog that is known as the inner circle. So stuck so far he couldn't even see the spotlight. Jericho, fantastic promo. Fantastic. Th I am so excited about this. This setup is so good. I'm excited about Blood and Guts next week. Ecstatic to see this fight. I want to see Jericho finally put that little bitty molecule in his place. Finally show him who really truly is the GOAT in AEW. And I'm sorry guys, it's Jericho. I'm looking forward to this one. This is going to be a good match. Then we have, apparently, Kenny Omega seems to think he can throw his weight around and do whatever he wants. He seems to forget that TK is the owner of AEW, and TK makes the decisions, not you, Kenny, but apparently since you have two titles, you seem to think that you're entitled to everything. Throws his weight around and basically tells Eddie Kingston, oh, you can have a match, but you're going to have it with Michael Nakazawa. Michael Nakazawa, really? Really? I guess Eddie Kingston? Have you hit your head? Have you been drinking a little bit too much of the Don Callis juice? Have you lost your mind? Michael Nakazawa? I guess Eddie Kingston? Uh-uh! That ain't even a match! That's not, I mean, come on, Eddie Kingston can beat him with one hand tied behind his back, blindfolded! Have you lost your mind? Whoop! Eddie Kingston said no. No, 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 no. This ain't happening. There's not going to be a match against me and Michael Nakazawa. Well, you're dodging me. You're dodging me, Kenny. You're just dodging the fact that you know I can beat you. You're dodging me and Moxley all over the place. Come on out here, Kenny. Come on. Be the big man. Come out here. Stand up, Fayo. Stand up for yourself. Prove that you, you talk the talk. Now walk the walk. Kenny comes out. But what Kenny doesn't see is Moxley from behind. Way to go, John Moxley. Take him out. Put Kenny in his place. Prove to Kenny that he is not who he thinks he is. 
This, of course, sets up at Blood and Guts a title. It's a tag, it's not really a title, it's a match, tag team match. Moxley and Kingston versus Omega and Nakazawa. This one, I'm kind of excited to see because I don't know how Kenny's going to react when Moxley gets his hands on him. And believe me, Moxley's itching for a fight. So I'm telling you right now, Kenny better buckle up Buttercup because he ain't done with Moxley yet. He just thinks he is. He thinks Moxley's in his rearview mirror. No, Moxley's right in front of him, in your face, ready to take him down. And I'm excited about it. Of course, we have the Christian Cage Taz promo. Taz still trying to recruit Christian Cage. Christian Cage wants nothing to do with Taz. And I don't know where Taz gets off thinking that he, Christian Cage needs him. Christian Cage does not need him. Christian Cage has proven he doesn't. He beat Will Hobbs last week. If that ain't proof, I don't know what is. I really don't. I don't know what more proof Taz needs. Don't get me wrong. Taz is great. Taz is phenomenal. Taz is fantastic. He's electrifying on the mic. But you're going against a veteran who knows more about the business than most. Christian Cage is a fantastic wrestler. He is a fantastic you know, pers personality. I love Christian Cage. And for you to think for a second that he is going to side with you, that he even needs you, Taz, is beyond my comprehension because don't need Taz. Christian doesn't. Christian can stand on his own. He's proven it. He don't need Taz holding his hand and guiding him in the direction, in any direction. He's got this. So that being said, good promo, killer promo. I'm interested to see where they're going to go with this involving Taz. Could we see Brian Cage defect from Team Taz? It, it, him and Ricky Starks have been fighting lately, so I'm curious as to see how this is going to go. Could we see Christian Cage beat everybody in Team Taz? That would be an interesting feat, but that would be a good feat to see. I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Now my women's division, yet again, my beloved women's division. AEW has got some of the best women in the division. Some of the best. And you had two of the best going head to head. I'm talking about my resident alien, Chris Statlander versus Penelope Ford. Of course, Chris didn't come out alone. She came out with my freshly squeezed orange Cassidy. And Penelope Ford didn't come out alone. Ah, she came out with her beloved Kip Sabian. Ah, yes. Classic, classic young love. <laughs> Gets you into trouble every time. Trust me. This match was great. This match was fantastic. Chris coming back from an injury. She is proven. She's good. She's proven the injury is not going to stop her. She's proven that no woman's going to slow her down. Do I see her as a future AEW Women's Champ? Oh, yes, I do. I see it in her future. It's coming. When it's coming, I don't know. But her and Penelope Ford, this little feud between them, I'm liking the feud. I'm really liking the feud. I'm looking forward to you know, seeing how far they take this feud. Of course, Kip tried to cheat. Kip didn't get it. Chris Statlander won. Poor Penelope Ford. Boo-hoo-hoo. Sorry. But that's how the cookie crumbles when you try to cheat. I'm excited. I really like it. I like these matters. I love the women in this, in this division. I really do because you're getting to see the cream of the crop. You're getting to see just how good these women really are. And if you haven't seen them yet, go check them out. Go check them out. I promise you'll like them. Of course, later on, Kip Sabian seems to have a problem with Miro. Miro is 
Not very happy with Kip because Kip's been dodging him. Kip seems to think everything's okay with him and Miro. Well, he finds out real quickly that is not the case when Miro beats the living heck out of him. Might have broke Kip's arm. I'm not quite sure he did slam it into a door after all. But then again, what do I know? You don't cross your best man. Miro wants titles and you're kind of blowing him off after you got what you wanted and you know you did what you had to do and shout out to Miro for putting Kip in his place I'm kind of liking where this is going you know we could see Kip Sabian versus Miro I would like to see that uh, he really needs 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 a good butt whooping he really does and we move on to the factory I have talked about the factory I can't talk about the factory no more I'm talking about Nick Camarado Aaron Solo, QT Marshall, and of course, Anthony Agogo. What can I say? I've told you guys this a hundred times. QT is walking around like he's entitled to something. He believes that the world is against him, that Cody Rhodes is holding him back, that the Nightmare family is holding him back, that he doesn't do, that he isn't getting the title shots he deserves, that he isn't getting the credit where credit is due, blah, blah, blah. And he's drugged these poor innocent people who are just learning from the Nightmare Factory and the Nightmare Family into his little tangled web of lies and leading him down a path of destruction that's going to eventually end very badly for these guys. Of course, they were facing the Nightmare Factory, Dustin, Billy, and Lee Johnson. I love Billy Gunn. I have said it a hundred times. I love Billy Gunn. Dustin Rhodes, love him. He is a Rhodes through and through. I love him. Lee Johnson, incredible, incredible athlete. I love him. Love to watch him. Love to see how he works. This boy has gone from being, you know, in dark you know, in small matches to winning his first match, you know, in AEW to just top superstar. I'm impressed. Of course, the factory. I told you guys again. QT, QT, QT. What more can I say about QT other than entitled little brat? Thinks, he, thinks that he's not getting handled, handed opportunities. Thinks he's not getting handed things. QT, listen up. I know you guys listen to podcasts, so I hope you're listening. You are entitled to nothing. You are entitled to nothing. You earn things. You don't get things handed to you. You think you don't get opportunities? How many times were you given opportunities at the tag belts and you couldn't get them? And it wasn't Dustin that was the problem. It was you. You were the problem. Cody took you under his wing and taught you everything you needed to know about AEW. Taught you everything you needed to know about wrestling. And then of all things, QT, Diamond Dallas Page gives you the diamond cutter. Hands it to you on a silver platter. And you're telling me that you aren't giving things? What are you doing with Diamond Dallas Page's finisher? If you weren't giving things, he wouldn't have given it to you. Hello? Wake up! Smell the roses! You are not entitled to a dang thing. That being said, match was good. Match was great. I was impressed. QT, you impressed me. Factory, you impressed me. Unfortunately, again, Factory won with the help of Anthony Agogo. Anthony Agogo punching without the ref seeing Dustin in the face. Really? 
Anthony, are you stooping to QT's level now? Have you stooped so low that you, that's the lowest you can go? Anthony, I've seen you fight. Guys, if you've not seen Anthony go, go fight. He's an excellent boxer, but he's a great wrestler, too. Uh-uh. Cheating is not Anthony's style. That's not. I mean, this, this is all. This has QT written all over it. It has QT written all over. But, of course, they win by cheating. As always, typical heel. They attack, pretty much. They get attacked, Dustin and them. Cowbell, cow rope, whole nine yards. <laughs> QT. <clears throat> Look behind you. Here comes Austin and Colton Gunn. Yes, yes, my boys. Austin and Colton Gunn, Billy Gunn's two sons, the Gun Club. They beat the living daylights out of QT. He didn't see it coming. It came out of nowhere. Blindside was not prepared. Then QT tries to run away. Typical QT. Run with your tail between your legs. Run, rabbit, run. Where are you going to run to? Tries to run into the tour bus that they stole from the Nightmare family. <laughs> and lo and behold, who's standing on the other side of the locked door but Cody Rhodes himself. QT again did not see it coming, and Cody beat the living daylights out of him. They even went up to the top of the tour bus. The whole time, Aubrey Edwards trying to stop them from fighting, and Cody brought the fight and beat the living daylights out of QT. Lesson learned, QT. Don't poke at the Rhodes family. You won't like what you get back. They're going to grab you by the horns and they're going to swing you all over the place. Be prepared. We move on to the main event. Again, 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 Darby has had to defend his title. I don't know how many times Darby Allen's had to defend. I mean, he's defended it so many times since he has been TNT champion. I'm impressed with him for doing it. The reason why I'm impressed is because Darby's doing something that only one other TNT champion has ever done. And I'm talking about the late, great Brody Lee. I have to give shout out to Darby for doing this. Because this, to me, impresses me. It makes me proud to say I'm a Darby Allen fan. Because he's actually defending this title every Wednesday night against competitors. Any competitor that wants to take him on. And this time, it comes in the form of Preston 10. Those of you who don't watch AEW or for those of you who are wondering about Preston 10, Preston 10 was Brody Lee's choice. He brought Preston in to the Dark Order fold. He praised Preston. He Preston is fantastic. This this he's incredible. He's an incredible athlete. I am totally impressed with him. He went through an injury, came back, right back on top. Dominant as he was when he went out. Never let Brody down for a second. And I've got to give him shout out. And I'm telling you right now, Brody is smiling down on him. He is, he is proud of him. I know he is. I know he is. I am so proud of Preston. Everything that Tin has done, I'm impressed with. So the chance to get to face Darby for the title... That's a big deal. That's a big deal for the Dark Order. That's a big deal for Preston. That's a big deal for you know everybody involved. This match was good. This match was an incredible fight. 
It was an incredible main event. It was perfect for the main event. It was just, it was golden. It was perfect. It was just classic. I loved it. Respect, respect, respect to to both of them. To both of them. Darby, of course, did retain. He did retain. The sweetest thing about the whole thing is Darby turned back around after he won. Took Preston's hand. Took the band that was on Preston's arm that says Brody and did a shout out to Brody. That, to me, moving. Respect where respect is due. Moving. What I didn't see and what I wasn't expecting was Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky come out and attack Darby. Not just Darby, but Preston. Are you kidding me? Are you trying to piss off the Dark Order? Beating the living daylights out. What is y'all's problem with Darby Allen? Now, what is your problem with the Dark Order? The Dark Order just don't come with one person. They come with everybody. And it was sure as heck everybody out there ready to fight. Granted, they weren't expecting what they got. Because <laughs> here comes Lance Archer. I have told you guys in every podcast since I started AEW Podcast that Lance Archer is my boy. He is my boy. I love him. He is incredible. I love him. Out he comes to def- to defend Darby and Preston. And who comes out with him? Jake the Snake Roberts. Gotta love it. Love to see Jake. Incredible to see him there. Excited. Who does Jake bring with him? Sting. Yes, 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 yes. Love it. Love it. Yeah, now I'm starting to think that AEW might be going the way I thought they were. Pairing Archer and Sting together as a tag team. This is this is incredible. This would be an incredible tag team to see. This would just be oh, mind-blowing to see this tag team. Especially when you got Jake Roberts with them as Archer's manager. Oh, 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 oh fire. Fire right there. There is fire. I mean, it's boiling. The pot is stirring and it's getting hot. And I'm excited to see this. This to me, oh, the kid in me who used to watch classic, you know, Rob, Jake Roberts matches, the classic Sting matches, to get to see this with Lance Archer, oh, yes, give me that fight. Give me that fight. I want to see them take out Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Put them in their place. Show them who owns AEW. Show them who's the boss. Let the veterans show the rookies how it's done. I'm excited. I'm excited for this. This just gets me all giddy to see this. Gets me giddy. And I rarely get giddy, guys, but this gets me giddy. Now, like I told you guys, I always do the one to watch us. I try to do them, especially when I catch a match that might actually get be one that really needs to be paid attention to. And I have a few. Of course, y'all all know, next week is Blood and Guts. Blood and Guts is their... Yeah, TNT's pay-per-view. You get to see it on TNT. You don't have to pay pay-per-view prices to get to see Blood and Guts. You actually get to see it on AEW Dynamite. That's a big deal. First one to want to watch, Cody and QT. I knew this was coming. This was set up when Cody attacked him on the bus. I knew it was coming. I'm interested to finally see Cody get his hands on QT. I'm interested to see QT finally get put in his place. I hope that's the case because it's very rare that Cody loses a match. So I'm interested to see Cody finally, finally give QT what he deserves and shut QT up. I, I, I'm interested to see if that's what's, you know, what's going to happen. You guys may disagree, but 
I, I really want to see Cody finally put QT in his place and shut him up. The tag team match, of course, Moxley and Kingston versus Omega and Nakazawa. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this match more than anything. This match to me is going to be interesting because Moxley's been trying to get his hands on Omega. Kingston's been trying to get his hands on Omega. So, and now you throw a Nakazawa in this, this, this is going to be interesting. Could we possibly have cheating involved, you know, from the Bucks and the Good Brothers? Could Don Callis get involved in this? Could TK throw a kink in the whole dang cog? We're, I'm interested to see where this one's going to go. This is another one I'm telling you guys y'all need to watch. But the main one you guys need to watch, of course, is the Blood and Guts match. With Inner Circle versus the Pentacle. I'm telling you guys. This one's going to be the one to watch. It's going to be an awesome clash of the Titans. It's going to be interesting to see what MJF and them can do. Because MJF and them, some of them have not been in a Blood and Guts match. I know some on the Inner Circle have. So it's going to be interesting you see, and especially when you got Sammy Guevara starting the match, he's the first one in. Whoa, mind freaking blowing! So, I'm telling you guys, that's the one you need to see. That is a big one, that one is huge. It is on the grand scale of huge. If, if you don't see any other match, I'm telling you, go watch that one. And I've talked about the Forbidden Door till I can't talk about the Forbidden Door anymore. But we're going to go one more time with one more. And this one's added to my one to watch because it's going to take place live on Dynamite on May 12th. John Moxley, of course, is the IWGP US Champion. Win. New Japan, he's had it for a while. Yeah. The pandemic hit. He wasn't really able to defend it. They didn't strip anybody of their titles. They let him keep them. So, Moxley's defended it once against Kenta, and he beat Kenta. Shout out to Moxley. No Moxley could do it. Now, he gets to go at the Forbidden Door again with another man, another person from the Forbidden Door, another person from New Japan. I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited to see how this one's going to go. I'm talking about Nijata. I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see where this is going to go. You're bringing another member from New Japan over to AEW, and Kenta rocked when he was in AEW. He showcased what he could do. So I'm interested to see what the next one from the Forbidden Door is going to be. I'm interested to see, you know, after you do this one, TK, who are you going to bring in next? Who are we going to see? Could it be Jay White? Could it be Sonata? Could it be the Rainmaker himself, Okada? Who are we going to see next? I'm interested. This is going... Could it be Will Offspree? Could it be Coda? We don't know. The sky is the limit with this forbidden door. It is the limit as to where AEW and Impact and New Japan could take it. It's, it's going to be interesting. So, like I said, that one's on May 12th. He is defending his IWGP US title. So, if you get a chance... Please watch that one because it's going to be an interesting, interesting match. I'm kind of excited. That's why I added it to my one to watch because it does involve the Forbidden Door. So I'm, I'm excited about it. And like I said, guys, thank you for listening. I don't know what I'd do without you guys listening. You guys are the reason this podcast goes. You, the fans, you're the reason. And I appreciate it deeply. Remember, follow me on social media, on my Facebook. Give me a shout out on my social media, on my Facebook. 
or on my twi Twitter at Wrestling Nights, Nights with a Z, and or on my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. And like I said, we'll get back next week with some more action. You guys have a great night. See you next week.